The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody! Help! Not just anybody! Help! You know I need someone! Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to Episode 253 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving. Our topic today is for family caregivers, friendship, forgiveness, and finding themselves. Far too many family caregivers, for them, family caregiving is exhausting. It exhausts them physically, psychologically, and far too often financially. It exhausts them physically because they provide physical family caregiving day in, day out, and because they so often have to care for the family as a whole, as well as themselves. It exhausts them psychologically because so often, too often, they worry that, despite all their efforts, they're not doing enough for their loved ones. And it exhausts them financially because healthcare and social systems have yet to wholeheartedly accept them, family caregivers, for what they really are, family caregivers. So even though attitudes to family caregivers and family caregiving are starting to improve, family caregivers still face challenges severe enough to diminish their lives, which is why our topic today for family caregivers, friendship, forgiveness, and finding themselves is so important. To discuss it, our guest is Deb Mangold. Deb is co-author of the book titled Drink, Wine, and Giggle, 101 Ways Girlfriends Can Connect, Have Fun, and Be Inspired. The book combines friendship and personal growth in a collection of easy-to-follow activities proven to turn girlfriend get-togethers into life-shifting experiences. Her two co-authors, Lynn Everett and Julie Smethurst, have been friends for over 20 years. They are in high demand for events for women's organizations across the U.S. and Canada. The book is used by professional coaches as a coaching tool. Deb is a certified professional coach and licensed Zumba instructor. She enjoys helping others reach their goals in health and happiness while demonstrating the power of true compassion. She is a devoted hospice volunteer, member of the Charleston Center for Women, and an avid golfer and runner. Her former 25-year career in corporate finance took her across North America, from Ohio to Tennessee to Toronto, Canada, and finally to Charleston, South Carolina. So welcome to the show, Deb. Well, thank you very much. It's uh, great to be here, and I just want to say how wonderful I think 
your work is, Gordon, that you do, and all the work of the caregivers that are listening to your program today. Thank you very much. On behalf of the family caregivers especially. Now, Deb, the first question is this. Please tell us more about your life and experience of family caregiving and how these have have kind of been worked into the book, how they're reflected into the book, Drink, Wine and Giggle. Deb? Sure. Well, um, Gordon, I grew up in a large family. I was the second oldest of five children. Um, My parents both came from large families. My mother came from a family of eight children and my dad from a family of 14 children. So I had over 40 aunts and uncles and probably well over 80 cousins. And the neighborhood I grew up in also had a lot of kids in the neighborhood. So with all of these kids around, um, creating games and outdoor activities was a constant pastime for us. And I love to create games and activities. And I did this when I was at a very young age. I remember being 10 years old, I created what I called summer school for all the kids in the neighborhood. And I actually had like a weekly three-hour program that I put together um, that uh, included um, activities that would um, help uh, children in, you know, various areas of their life. Um, So, you know, not just um, arts and crafts, but also to challenge their minds and that kind of thing. So I've always enjoyed doing that. But then I went to the University of Toledo, and I got a career in corporate finance, a degree in corporate finance. And um, after 25 years, I left that career and returned to my true passion of creating games and activities, and that's where Drink, Wine, and Giggle comes in. Um, I created, or with my girlfriends, we created a collection of fun activities that really help to lead you to the life that you deserve. So obviously the book is not just for caregivers, but it's for anybody who has lost their identity due to life's challenges um, and high stress and who need to get back in touch with who they are, uh, who need balance in their life, and to feel compassionate and joyful again. So uh, we use the term girlfriends because we wrote it from our perspective and we're girlfriends, but truly you can substitute that word with friends or family members or, or whatever. It doesn't have to be just girlfriends. It's just, it's people. That's right, exactly. Yeah. Now, Deb, second question. Please tell us about your co-authors and about the ways in which their lives and experiences are reflected in the book. Well, sure. Um, As you mentioned, uh, Lynn Everett and Julie Smethurst and I have been friends for almost 25 years. Uh, We worked together many years ago in the marketing and finance area at um, in a multinational company right outside of Toronto. And that's where we met. So when I decided to move to Charleston about close to 18 years ago, we vowed to get together periodically. And when we did, we ended up calling them retreats because during these get-togethers, during what we ended up calling retreats, we created and, and participated in activities that helped us to, um, to showed us how to be happy and to live the life that we deserve. So, you know, like many women, we were in stressful roles and, uh, we had family lives, uh, 
obligations, and we wanted to live a more joyful life. Um, Lynn and Julie both grew up in Ontario, Canada. Lynn has a master's degree in business and one in English, and she reinvented herself from being a financial analyst to a marketing guru to a published author. She wrote another book prior to Drink, Wine, and Giggle. And Julie also, as I mentioned, grew up in Ontario. She's a a chartered accountant and a wife and and mother. Um, She does some consulting work now, but her real passion is to empower women. Uh, Julie enjoys yoga and tennis, and she is going to be a grandmother for the first time in March, so she's very excited about that. But, you know, the three of us are really no different than millions of other women out there who have several balls in the air that they're juggling and trying not to lose a sense of who we are in the process, trying to not to lose our, our, our own identity. Thanks. Um, it's almost as though the three of you became a kind of family um, working with each other, but here you are offering help to others. So now that leads to the next question, which is tell us some more about the book and particularly how you want it to help its readers. Deb? Sure. Sure. Well, uh, the name of the book, of course, is Drink, Wine, and Giggle, which um, a lot of people are thrown by that title. But our hus- we named it that because that's what our husbands thought we did when we got together. That's all they thought we did when we were together is just drink, wine, and giggle. But they didn't realize that when we got together, we would create these um, exercises or activities that came out of the best self-help books that are on the market. So we would take the messages that those authors had in those self-help books, and we created activities so that we could experience what the authors were trying to tell us. Um, So things that help you identify who you really are at your core, you know, what you really love to do, um, things that uh, make you push the envelope, try new things, look at things from a different perspective, and clear away the negative thinking so that you can move forward. Um, for for us, because we're girlfriends, and as you said, you know, like a small family, like a little family, you get the um, bonus of the support and the encouragement, um, so you're comfortable. You're in a trusting environment. So it just combined our friendship with the personal growth that we got out of uh, creating these activities. And and so we put these activities together in the collection of, of uh a hundred of them, and um, we're hoping to give that same gift to women so they can experience the same life-shifting things that we did. Deb, I want to ask you now to just give us one quick example of what an activity is um, so that we've got an impression of broadly of the kind of things that you're talking about. Deb? Sure. Um, there really, there's four categories, mind, body, soul, and funny bone, and there's 25 activities in each one of those sections. Um, so there's things like um, forgive and hike on is an activity where you uh, really um, um, work on forgiving yourself or forgiving somebody else, um, and you combine that with a walk. And uh, there's a little bit more to it than that, but it's that kind of thing. There's things on gratitude. Um, one activity we call thank you, thank you, thank you. And 
that actually uh, combines gratitude and letter writing, but um, it's about thanking people who've made an impact on your life. Uh, you can also keep a gratitude journal to record the things that you're thankful for. Um, there's something that we call mock therapy, where you take something that looms large in your mind, uh, something that's really, you know, you feel you have negative feelings about you're shameful or fearful or annoyed at a certain situation, and you take that situation, that memory, and you basically mock it down. You use, um, you know, art or, uh, or talk in a funny voice or use animation or humorous pictures or something to really mock that negative feeling in your mind and, or memory. And then what that does is... Um, it adds, not only does it add humor, but you can also see that it's not as large as you, as you once thought it was. It's, it's, you know, it's life. It's, it's the way that things, things are. And, uh, um, it puts it in perspective for you. Um, and there's, you know, there's a lot of other activities around getting to know yourself better, finding out the things that you love in life, um, and then there's a lot of playtime activities, uh, especially in the funny bone section. Um, things like high time for tea, uh, a star is born where you're acting out um, something, uh, like in a, like a one act play, if you will. Um, just a, a hundred different ideas. And it's not just for girlfriends. It, it can be for family reunions or any social gathering. Okay. Now, Talking of gatherings, we've just got to go on <clears throat> hold for a moment because it's time when we pay the rent by going into a short break. So, let's go. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley. My guest is Deb Mangold. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We will be back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. 
If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Deb Mangold. Our topic is for family caregivers, friendship, forgiveness, and finding themselves. Now let's talk, Deb, about the challenges to family caregivers in reaching their goals in health and happiness, and at the same time providing true compassion for family members with serious incurable illnesses and disabilities. Deb, why are friendships important for the health and happiness of family caregivers, and what are the greatest challenges they face in sustaining friendships? Well, you know, Gordon, there's a lot of studies out there that show the importance of friendships. Um, there was a professor at the uh, of psychology in um, Chicago, a university in Chicago. His name is Dr. Eugene Kennedy. He's the one who said that friendships were better than Prozac. Um, he said that uh, friendships have a profound effect on your physical well-being and that having good relationships improve health and lifts depressions. Um, there's other studies. There was one at Duke University that studied patients with heart disease and uh, talking about the importance of good friends to good health. And over a four-year period, his heart patients who had less than four friends were more than twice as likely to die as those with four or more friends. So um, what I found interesting about that study, too, is that having five, six, seven, or eight friends didn't really make that much of a difference. It seems to be that, and other research tells us that the optimum number of friends to help you weather the storm is four. Um, and, you know, with all of the time that it takes to cultivate strong friendships, it's, it's good that it's not any more than four, and especially for caregivers who don't have time for themselves, let alone to, to, to go out and make friends. But, you know, when you consider that friendships help you to stay healthy and reduce stress, and it's critical to, you know, um, to stay healthy when you're caring for somebody else, then it's imperative to have friends. Um, even there are studies even that say that the common cold um, is not so common if you have friends. So, you know, there's definitely some uh, reasons to to have friendships in your life, and it helps you to keep your your balance and keep yourself healthy so that you can care for your loved ones. Right, powerful argument that Deb. Very powerful. Very important. Now. Deb, tell us what what true compassion is and what the greatest challenges are that are faced by family caregivers in providing true compassion. Deb? Sure, and that is a challenge for caregivers. It's a real test there. Um, I I believe that true compassion is is having love in your heart. Um, I believe there's two kinds of love. There's the emotional love that you have with somebody, and then there's a love that's more of a state of mind. So I think we're talking about the love 
that is more the state of mind. Um, you know, with true compassion, with love in your heart, I believe you can face any situation. You can face confrontation, guilt, negative feelings that you might have, as long as you approach it from the state of love. And to clear the way to have love in your heart, you have to clear away negative thoughts because otherwise they block compassion. So you have to feel genuinely grateful for things. You have to have that gratitude. You have to be free of negative feelings that you might have towards somebody else. Um, In other words, you have to forgive yourself and others. Um, And caregivers can, you know, they harbor a lot of negative feelings towards the person that they're providing um, care to from time to time. And then they feel guilty for for having those negative feelings. You know, sometimes they feel like they're not doing enough. They can feel angry or regret or fear. And, you know, all these negative feelings block compassion. So as a caregiver... You've got to work on ridding yourself of those negative feelings so that your heart is open and you can operate from the foundation of love. You have to have balance in your life so you don't lose your own sense of identity. And we've got activities in our book that that help you forgive. For example, I mentioned one, Forgive and Hike On where um, you forgive somebody in your life. It could be you or it could be, you know, that you're forgiving yourself or it could be you're forgiving somebody else. But you basically write out your feelings and write out your forgiveness and then perform a a physical act that symbolizes the act of forgiving. Um, And uh, when you do those things, when you write it out um, and also do the physical act of forgiving, you actually release those negative feelings. Um, there's ex, uh, activities in our book to help you feel gratitude. Um, and again, you know, this is about um, the small things in life, you know, a, a, um, a hot cup of coffee or the sunshine or, you know, a quiet neighborhood. I mean, all of these things, we can we can make a list of the things that we're grateful for, that we feel gratitude for. And all of these things help to put love in our hearts. And, and again, that's where, that's the place where you want to be. You want to be in that state of love so that you can uh, approach anything that comes your way. Right. Now, I'm going to sort of ask you a somewhat similar question. It kind of flows from what you've been saying, and it's this. What do forgiveness and finding themselves really mean for family caregivers? That's one part of it. And the other part of it is, what are the greatest of the challenges that family caregivers face when they are seeking to achieve forgiveness and finding themselves? Don't mm-hmm. Sure. When you hold a grudge, um, you, you really, or, or when you lost a sense of who you are, then it's difficult to do anything. It's difficult to focus, uh, and in this case, being a caregiver, it's difficult to focus on giving care when you've got these blocks. Um, so it's like you have to clear the clutter in your head. You want to be a good caregiver, but at the same time, you'll find that task is very stressful if you hold baggage or negative feelings that don't serve your purpose. And I'm sure that all your listeners would, would agree to that. So to move forward, 
um, and to move forward with love, you really have to work on forgiving yourself and forgive others as you go. Don't harbor these feelings. Don't keep them inside you. You have to find a way to do it as difficult as it is. You know, because oftentimes, Gordon, you know that the person who caused you pain, a lot of times they don't even realize that they they caused you pain or it wasn't their intention. And and then there's other times when you're angry and you don't even know who you're angry with. You you lash out at a loved one, you're you lash out at a stranger, you blame yourself. And you know, all of these negative feelings hold you back. Um we see a lot of women who lose their sense of identity. Some is because of a stressful job. You know, a lot of it is because of the all the pressures that women take on in their life. And over time, uh, they can lose their sense of their own identity. And when you lose that sense of who you are, you move through life without a sense of purpose. Food doesn't taste good or nothing excites you. You go through the motions without really feeling anything, and then that can lead to depression and a whole host of health issues. So, you know, and it's, it's not fun. It's not a, a, not a good place to be. Um, caregivers typically put themselves last and everyone else first. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of, of um, I heard this example once, and it's so relevant. It's like a pitcher of water, and caregivers in particularly fill up everybody's cup out of their pitcher and nobody is replenishing that pitcher. Nobody's replenishing them. So if you don't replenish, you're going to run out of energy and patience and love. So you've got to, you've got to take time to replenish or else you're not going to be able to fill up anybody else's cup. So that's what we, we want to do at Drink Wine and Giggle. We, we advocate taking the time to replenish yourself and rejuvenate yourself and do it with your friends and do it in a, in a meaningful way that's going to get to uh, so that you understand who you are again. So you get back to yourself. Now, just very quickly, you also earlier mentioned guilt. How does that play into what you've just been talking about? In other words, what kind of a barrier or a challenge is guilt to people who are seeking forgiveness and wanting to find themselves? Deb? Well, obviously guilt and forgiveness go hand in hand or carrying that guilt around because you do feel they're the worst feelings uh, when you have guilt. Um, uh, you, You know, you know in your heart that uh, that the act that somebody did, especially if it's a loved one, wasn't intentional. So, you know, they, they go hand in hand. It's a vicious circle. And, um, you know, again, um, trying to release that guilt, and it's so important to do that. And if you live every day with um, a clear conscience and clear away those those kinds of negative feelings, then you can provide the care. Not only can you provide it, but you'll want to provide it because, again, you're coming from the standpoint of, of love in your heart. And it's really hard to do that when you have guilt feelings. A lot of caregivers I know feel guilty because they're not, um, they're not doing enough. They don't feel like they're doing enough. Or and, and again, then you're then you then you need to forgive yourself because uh, those things are unfounded, and and it prevents you from 
from living the life that you deserve. Right. Now, we have to take the break again. That was a very important segment that we've just listened to. And we're going to carry on in the next one with a more discussion about these things. But right now, this is Dr. Gordon Natalie, and my guest is Deb Mangold. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We will be back. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at voiceamericaempowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Deb Mangold. Our topic is for family caregivers, friendship, forgiveness and finding themselves so deb now let's talk about the help that family caregivers need and can provide for each other in overcoming the challenges in reaching their goals in health and happiness and at the same time providing true compassion overcoming guilt and those sorts of things when their family members have serious incurable illnesses and disabilities so first question deb what help do family caregivers need and can they provide for each other in overcoming the challenges to sustaining friendships? Well, you know, this is where having friends can be so extremely important. Um, support groups are great and girlfriends can be that support. Um, girlfriends are there to encourage you and they can empower you and um, they can give you the, um, you know, applause and, and cheerlead you and give you the strength to, to carry on. We talked about 
um, the research that's been done to that shows that um, health and 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 wellness um, actually improves when you have at least four friends or or actually four friends in your life. But there was another study, too, at Harvard with more than, like, 2,800 people, and they were ages 65 years and older, and they found that if you have at least five social ties, that you're less likely to suffer cognitive decline than those with no social social ties. So social ties meaning um, church groups, social groups, regular visits by people, phone calls even with family and friends. So if you have five, roughly five of those social ties uh, as your support system, then you're less likely to suffer problems with remembering things and learning and understanding and thinking and and uh, that kind of thing, which, of course, is so important to, you know, being, again, able to care for somebody else. Um, your girlfriends are, are there to listen to you. We've got a um, uh, one of the activities in our book I mentioned before is mock therapy. Um, and, you know, this is a, a good little exercise to do. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's kind of difficult to do, it can be difficult to do, because you're thinking about something in your mind, a memory, that is unpleasant for you. It could be something that you felt uh, shameful about or fearful about. But you, with your friends around, you mock it um, by uh, using animation or, you know, use a funny voice or, or humorous pictures or something to make light of it. And what that does is it changes your perspective on the situation. And you realize that it was it's not as difficult or as um, shameful or as fearful or annoying as you once thought because you're actually mocking it. Um, so, it, you know, again, you need the support system of of having friends. You need to reach out and to support each other and just be there for each other, even if it's a phone call, uh, you know, once a day. Right. And it's a two-way thing, isn't it? That is to say uh, you're a member of a group of friends, and sometimes always they're helping you, and sometimes always you're helping them. And I think that's a very powerful message. Now, I'm going to ask you a similar question about the help that family caregivers need and can provide for each other. When we're talking about overcoming the challenges to providing true compassion. So please tell us about that. Family caregivers helping themselves to overcome the challenges to providing true compassion. Right. Well, again, I say, you know, to check in with each other, um, get a group together, even if it's just for a few minutes, uh, to share and listen to each other and um, challenge each other to keep uh, yourself um, in that gratitude, in that uh, true compassion state by thinking about the things that you're um, grateful for because it's so difficult to find those things that you're grateful for when uh, when you're a caregiver day in and day out but you know encourage each other to remember the positives make a list of all the things that you're grateful for and, and add to that list every day and check in with each other and challenge each other for that um, we've got a, a couple activities in our book that um, that actually make you 
um, that force you into having a positive attitude because we find that when you're when you fake it um, after a while it becomes habit so it's one of those things that you fake it until you make it for example we've got an activity called you're such a Pollyanna and that's really where you put on your rose-colored glasses and you force your, yourself to think of positive thoughts and you only say positive things so that positive mental energy will actually attract positive events you know our mind wants to go to fear and thoughts of pessimism but um, being a Pollyanna being cheery and optimistic which isn't hard, which isn't easy to do. It's very difficult to do sometimes. But put a smile on your face, listen to upbeat music, or read inspirational quotes. Um, you know, um, find gladness in every situation. If you practice that, like anything else you practice, it's going to come easier. Uh, and I know it sounds too simple and it sounds like I'm downplaying the um, seriousness, but uh, actually it, it really does help to, even the act of putting a smile on your face, that alone can help put you into um, a, a more loving mood. Um, there's another activity in our book called Sing, 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 and it's where you sing everything that you want to communicate instead of just saying it in words. So, you know, not only does that put you in a positive mental state, but it also exercises the right side of your brain, which is the side of your brain that's connected to creativity and problem solving, which is very important, again, for caregivers, um, because they certainly need to problem solve a lot of times. So, um, you know, the idea is really to fake your positive attitude um, you know, fake it into thinking that you're happy, and over time, that will that practice of faking it and practicing happiness, uh, you'll find it easier and easier, and it will be genuine. It won't be. It won't be. Uh, you know, um, a pretense. And what that then does is to energize or um, shape the care that you're giving with compassion. That's right, isn't it? Right, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Now, okay, now next question. What, same thing, same, same type of question. What help do family caregivers need and can provide for each other in overcoming the challenges to forgiveness and finding themselves? What help do mm -hmm. they need? Well, you know, um, forgiveness not only of of others, but also yourself. Um, again, that's, you know, so important to, to do that so that you can have a, a more joyous life. Um, the activity I mentioned earlier about forgive and hike on, um, that just eases your mind, body, and soul, and uh, you're forgiving and you're hiking or walking, and those two go hand in hand for us. Um, forgiveness can lead to healthier relationships and greater spiritual uh, well-being and less stress and hostility. So there's a lot of, of you know, positive health issues um, uh, through forgiveness. Because, you know, holding on to a grudge, uh, harnessing those, those feelings of bitterness or regret can be so uh, all-consuming and, and disruptive. Um, the Buddhists say that holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal 
with the intent of throwing it at somebody else, and you're the one who gets burned because you're holding on to that hot coal. Um, so, you know, we've got the activity uh, that includes writing out your forgiveness on a piece of paper, right, about the event and how it made you feel. And that can be the first step in releasing your anger and your sadness. Uh, so write down those feelings. And then write down how it would feel to let go of those feelings. Describe in detail how that would feel. And then write your forgiveness and write what it, would, what it means to you to forgive. You know, put yourself in that person's place who hurt you and consider all of the reasons why. What were their intentions? What, you know, how did they see that same situation? So look at the positives. Um, we always learn from life's challenges. So there's something that, that you can learn, even from that hurtful act. So try as best you can to figure out what that event taught you. And then the last step in that activity to forgive is to do something symbolic for your forgiveness. So, for example, if you use the paper to write your feelings on, rip up the paper. But every time you rip, just imagine your pain disappearing. Um, Same thing with, you know, you can throw a, a, a stone in the pond and watch it sink into the water. And as it sinks into the water, uh, feel the pain disappearing um, inside of you. So it's a it's a it's a um, an act a physical act that's symbolic of forgiveness. Um, and then you mentioned uh, about finding yourself. Well, we've got a lot of activities that help you get in touch with your authentic uh, self. One activity we've got is called childhood excavations. And it's an activity where you um, go and dig up your old report cards from grade school, read the notes that people wrote to you in your yearbook in high school, look at pictures of yourself when you were a child, and try to piece together as best you can the child that you were. What type of person were you back back when you were uh, a, a child? What kinds of things did you like to do? Um, you know, what kind of a kid were you? And a lot of times these excavations can help you get back to who you really are and what make, makes you special. Um, there's a couple other activities that we have to get to this as well. One is called I Am From. And I Am From is we take you step by step on how you can write a poem of where you're from. What happened to you in your past, in your family life, in your school life that makes you uh, the person that you are today? Um, Another activity we have involves music, and it's called This CD Is Me. And it's where you uh, put together songs that have a significant and specific meaning to you. So everybody has a list of songs that, in their life, that uh, when they hear it, it takes you right back to a certain place in your life. And it may be at a pivotal time in your life. Um, write down these songs and what, what they mean to you. And then burn a CD. And that CD is actually your sort of music anthology of your life. So, um, you know... We've got a lot of activities in our book that get to um, identifying who you really are. 
and uh, and at the same time, um, physical activity is very important too. I don't want to overlook that because physical fitness is is so important to your mental yep. and emotional health. I'm sorry to do this, but once again, it's time for the break. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to stop you there, but we are coming back. So the break is um, now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Deb Mangold. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We're coming back. future of online tv is here view exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else visit voiceamerica.tv today take us on the go it's even easier now the voice america talk radio network has launched our mobile app for iphone android or blackberry visit the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market to download the app powered by aircast it's free and no registration is necessary in minutes you could be enjoying your favorite voice america talk radio host no matter where you are in the car out and about while traveling or anytime you can't be close to your computer catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Want the inside scoop about what's going on in the social networks of art and entertainment? Tune in to Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com. We'll talk to the top professionals in the entertainment industry and find out what they're working on and what's next. Your host is James Barber, who has his finger on the pulse of the arts and entertainment world. Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week. Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Deb Mangold. Our topic is for family caregivers, friendship, forgiveness, and finding themselves. And then let's talk about the things that you, Deb, would like to do and see done to help family caregivers to sustain friendships, to obtain forgiveness, and to find themselves. So first of all, through your writing, Deb, what more would you like to do? Um, And also, through your work, what more would you like to do? Deb? Okay. Uh, well, um, first off, it's um, my hope and our hope to give women a process um, toward living the life that they deserve. So whatever that is for them, um, you know, as, you're, as you're, uh, the caregiver 
needs to have balance in their life. Um, you need to have your own identity. You deserve to be happy and healthy and live the way that life is intending uh, you to live. So um, we want to uh, help women um, get to the place where they're uh, enjoying life, that they have a more joyous life. Um, we want, we would like to see help women play more um, and and play. And I mean that, you know, quite literally, um, we we take things way too seriously, and we really need to enjoy uh, our life here. Um, we have a website, uh, drinkwineandgiggle.com, that offers more activities um, in our blog. So, and again, it balances out mind, body, soul, and funny bone. And, and again, they're not just for girlfriends, but they're for, uh, family reunions or any, any social gathering. Um, and we'd like to see people get together and do some of the activities in, in the form of a club, a drink, wine, and giggle club, if you will. Um, there's been some women that have started these kinds of clubs. Uh, so, you know, get together once a month or twice a month and do an activity from the book and, and experience what it feels like to, uh, to find yourself again and to live a more joyous life. We're writing another book as well, um, on, and we've got other projects going on that provide resources to give people to rejuvenate them and to, uh, again, to live the life that, uh, that they deserve. So we're talking to as many women as we can and giving them the tools and the process that they need. Um, so that's uh, yep. life coaches you mentioned. So, yeah. Right. Now, you mentioned um, women's organizations, women's movements. What more would you like to see done through women's and similar movements to do these things that you yourselves are doing? In other words, you've got a team of people who write, who do well, who are getting the ideas out. What about the other organizations? What would you like to see them do? Deb? Well, I think the biggest thing, Gordon, is really, um, you know, awareness and, and talking about it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing when you realize that you're not alone and that there's a lot of people out there that have the same feelings that you do who are experiencing the same things that you are. So, um, you know, people in stressful Positions who have lost their sense of identity, people who are at an age where they wake up and say, what am I doing with my life? Um, so, you know, when you start, when you feel that way, know that you're not alone and, and get together and find like-minded people and, um, and talk and talk it out. And then, um, and then, you know, work on things that will get you to, uh, back to a place where you're enjoying your life again and where you love yourself again. Um, as far as caregiver goes, you know, I, we'd love to see more organized support to, to help caregivers. Um, you know, we'd like to see recognition um, both formally and informally, formally through the healthcare system, for example, but from an informal support standpoint, I'd like to see women getting together and trying new things, enjoying each other's company, um, support each other through difficult times, um, and really help each other to overcome the negative feelings and, and to have the true compassion that we've been talking about. Now, the, the last question for you, Deb, 
What's your message for family caregivers about their lives and their family caregiving? What do you want to say to them? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, Gordon, is um, I think about the flight attendants who say, you know, in the case of emergency, to put your oxygen mask over your face first and then over, you know, your child. Um, because really you have to take care of yourself in order or before you can help um, before you can help others. Uh, I think that caregivers have the hardest job in the world, and I'm, I'm humbled and honored to be talking to, to the caregivers today. Um, you know, as a fellow human being, I, I'd love to thank them for their continuous devotion and their care. You know, I believe that they have compassionate souls, and, uh, and many times it's at their own expense, the ex- expense of their health. So I encourage I encourage the caregivers to find balance in their lives. Um, the universe speaks of harmony. You know, there's yin and yang. Um, there's balance. And you've got to not just be a giver, but you have to be a receiver, too. So, so this give, give and receive, give and receive. Um, and caregivers are, are, are all about giving. But they need to receive, too. They need to give themselves breaks and give themselves time and the attention that they need to be the best that they can be. Now, first of all, I thank you for your message. It's a very strong one. And all I can say to you is that's a message that really does need to be spread very widely for all the reasons that you said. Um, I also think that You've described family in, in one sense, uh, but also groups of people, friends, gathering together, getting together in informal ways. And I loved p- particularly, although I mustn't choose between your methods, but the idea of mocking, making fun of the things that are going wrong, I think that's a very powerful tool as well. But in the end, there also has to be a community movement. That's not because... Um, what you're talking about is in any way inadequate. It's simply that's the way our societies work. And that's why the women's movements and others um, influence politicians who then take notice of the very thing you talked about, and that is the need for more and better support for family caregivers. But whatever that support is, it, it is in, of itself insufficient the sufficiency is all the things that you've been talking about, all the supports that you've been talking about, all the ways in which um, family caregivers, caregivers, friends get together, uh, all the, I'm going to call them the exercises, or the methods that you're mm-hmm. suggesting to them, go through to strengthen themselves, to mm-hmm. give them, to sustain them, to give them that sense of themselves, that they are people doing very good work, that's very tiring and at times very stressful. But at the same time, they're good people and they're surrounded by good people. And that Mm -hmm. way, that's why communities function. So what that leads me to say, Deb, is first of all, thank you for sharing all of this that you've shared with us. It's very powerful. Now, I also want to say to you, all the very best to you and your co-authors with this book and also with the new book that you're writing, I hope that it's going to be on a similar topic and that perhaps I'll have an opportunity to interview you about that one as well. Uh, Because what you say and what you've been talking about and what you're doing really, really matters. 
I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Our next episode will be Huntington's Disease Society of America and Huntington's Society of Canada speak about genetic testing. Please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again twice every week, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until the next show, we hope our programs help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.